Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the strange history of the word genome and lots of other ohms, where you can taste the legendary tonka bean and why it's illegal in some places, and new research that says exercising at night won't mess with your sleep. Let's satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. I'm super pumped about our first story today because when I started this article, I thought that maybe there'd be like 10 different omics to talk about. But it turns out there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You're talking about words ending in omics, like genomics. Yes. And there's a lot. There is a lot. And it's almost become an in-joke among scientists with everybody just calling their research something omics and something ohm just to make it sound smart. It's like if I'm studying cryptocurrency, if I'm like cryptonomics. Totally. And that's that's a thing. Cryptonomics? It's got to be. I think it would be safe to say that any omics that you can come up with, someone has already used. Wow. That's why I specialize in Cody omics. <laughs> totally. So ohm isn't like most scientific suffixes because it doesn't come from ancient Greek or Latin. The word chromosome comes from Greek with chroma meaning color and soma meaning body. But when the German botanist Hans Winkler coined the term genome in 1920, it was just a nod to the word chromosome. The suffix omics didn't come around until 1986 with the word genomics. Researchers came up with that name over a beer while they were making plans to map every bit of human DNA for the Human Genome Project. Since then, the suffixes ohm and omics have skyrocketed in popularity, with nearly 150 ohms listed on the Cambridge Health Institute's omics glossary. In 2001, a pair of researchers wrote, quote, Most of these terms, old and new, have been contrived as slogans to attract attention, unquote. Ohms have less graciously been called a language parasite because of how popular they've become. You can read about lots of ohms in our full write-up on Curiosity.com and on our free Curiosity app for Android and iOS. But here are some of my favorites. The glycome is the entire collection of sugars in the human body. I don't mean stuff rushing through your veins when you eat ice cream. I mean a building block of life. Studying these long chains of sugars could give us a brand new way to diagnose and treat disease. The lipidome refers to all of the lipids or fats in your body's cells. And that study could also help scientists tackle diseases, especially metabolic ones. And the connectome is the network of neurons in your brain. And connectomics studies how they interact. We talked about the Human Connectome Project in our 2017 podcast interview with neuroscientist Sleeman Bensmea, which we'll link to in today's show notes. There are other ohms too, but don't forget omics. That's the omics study of all of the ohms. I have one more ohm for you. What's that? Elliot omics. It's when E.T. phones ohm. Oh, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> You're about to learn about the most delicious ingredient you've probably never heard of. And it might be illegal where you live. I'm talking about the tonka bean. It's the golden goose of sweet culinary creations, but it's banned by the FDA. Why? One tiny little detail. The bean may kill you. But let's back up. The tonka bean is a wrinkly, raisin-like legume from South America. Its aroma is huge in the perfume world, and its flavor has been described as having notes of vanilla, cherry, almond, spicy cinnamon, cloves, and probably the dust of unicorn horns. It's so strong that the shavings from one bean are enough to top 80 plates of food. Unfortunately, tonka beans contain a chemical called coumarin, which the FDA banned in 1954. So tonka beans and tonka extract are illegal here in the States. It is legal in Canada, though, so have at it if you're up there. 
And actually, you can get Tonka here in the U.S. in fancy schmancy restaurants. In fact, the U.S. is the biggest importer of Tonka on the planet. It's apparently so good that top chefs are willing to smuggle it in. A chef at Chicago's world-class restaurant Alinea told The Atlantic that he had his own supplier. The big claim is that the Tonka bean, or coumarin more specifically, is highly toxic. But the head pastry chef at a Michelin-starred restaurant in New York told the BBC that you're fine as long as you don't consume too much of it. To be fair, there's coumarin in the common type of cinnamon that's sitting in your spice cabinet. Coumarin also has been added to tobacco, e-cigarettes, cosmetics, deodorants, hand soap, shower gels, and detergents. To date, there have been no reported cases of human deaths caused by coumarin, and people have even called to lift this ban. Now, we're not saying this stuff isn't dangerous. The problem is pinpointing just how dangerous it is. So if you come across a dish with tonka beans, eat at your own risk. Just don't say we didn't warn you. Would you try one of these, Ashley? I mean, if I'm going to Alinea, I'm going to eat whatever they're going to put in front of me. Yeah, you're going to be paying for it, too. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't see that restaurant in either of our future anytime soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> According to a new study, exercising at night does not have a negative impact on sleep quality. Here's a story that will really get you in the mood to hit the gym. As reported by Futurity, researchers analyzed 23 studies and concluded that exercising in the four hours before going to bed does not have a negative effect on sleep. The researchers showed that in the night after study participants had done some sport in the evening, they spent 21.2% of their sleeping time in deep sleep. That's a bit more deep sleep than they got after an evening without exercise, where the average figure was 19.9%. The major exception to this rule, though, was vigorous training within an hour before bedtime. According to this analysis, it's the only type of evening exercise that may have a negative effect on sleep. But that was a preliminary observation based on just one study. And vigorous training was defined as training where a person is unable to talk. Moderate training is physical activity that leaves a person unable to sing, but they could still speak. So vigorous training would include stuff like high-intensity interval training. And moderate training would include stuff like a longer endurance run or a longer ride on a racing bike. The analysis showed that the problem people had with intense training was that when they went to bed, their hearts were still beating more than 20 beats per minute faster than their resting heart rate. Gotta take some time to calm down, you know? And one more thing, not everyone reacts to exercise in the same way. So the advice from the authors of this study, and from me, is this. Listen to your body. If you notice you're having a hard time falling asleep, then try to work out a little earlier. At the very least, when you do fall asleep, all that exercise should improve your sleep quality. What always kills me is when I go to the gym for the first time in a while after taking a pre-workout supplement. Oh boy, don't even do it. Some of those ones that are jacked with caffeine and yeah. vitamin B. Oh my gosh. Make y'all tingly. Oh man, I'll take that at six, go to the gym and I'm still wired at 2.30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. I won't even drink coffee at 3 p.m. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should listen to my body more. Yeah. Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.